Uh, here on the Syosset Conversations podcast. 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 This episode of the Syosset Conversations podcast is available for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or redistribution of this podcast without the express written consent of the Syosset Central School District, Freezer Box Studios, and Major League Baseball is hereby prohibited. The views, information, or opinions expressed on the podcast are solely those of the individual hosts and guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Syosset CSD, the Syosset BOE, the STA, the SPA, the NFL, or the NCAA. Syosset Central School District is not responsible for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate, entertain, and inspire, so don't expect accuracy. This podcast series does not constitute any form of professional, personal, or medical advice. It's just a podcast, and we honestly can't believe it ever got approved. Enjoy the show. It's time for Pause Attraction, live from the Freezer Box Studios located inside the AP Willets East Coast Laboratory for learning, forgetting, and something else. I'm James Connolly. Immediately to my left is Lorena Basis, and we have Engineer Kyle behind the glass. So this must be the Syosset Conversations Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome inside Freezer Box Studios. And we are very much looking forward to our conversation today with our K-12 math coordinator, Dr. John Genova. Uh, he'll be on with us in a little while. And if you work in Syosset, you know quite a bit about what John does. I'm sure you've seen him all around the district. Uh, but what you may not know and what we learned preparing for our interview with John is that he's a big fan of the movie Shawshank Redemption. And since you ask, <laughs> you can fit right in. Everybody in there is innocent. Did you know that? We also learned that John's a big car buff and has a background in engineering. So we may have to uh, idea the witness and ask him some challenging trivia questions about engineering, mechanics, and perhaps pose attraction. I routinely twist maximum allowable torquage. But before we get to our compelling conversation with Dr. Genova, uh, we do have some housekeeping to take care of here, along with mm -hmm. Kyle and Lorraine. So, uh, Kyle, I hope you're doing well. And uh, Lorraine, hope everything's going well over at Willits. How's, uh, how's my friend Mr. Roche doing? Uh, Mr. Roche is doing great. He's keeping himself busy as usual. Science mm -hmm. fair is uh, in the not too distant future. So he's busy with that. He's doing an amazing job getting everything set up for virtual this year. Um, oh, yes. I remember he and... Um, Mrs. Albanese, we're working yes, on creating a virtual are, plan. They okay. are. And wait, wait till you see it, though. You feel like you are, it's like almost like a literal virtual experience. Like, you know, oh, they're doing an cool. amazing job, as usual. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, things are starting to, you know, the warmer weather, kids are outside. You know, things are feeling very... Uh, starting to get a little bit back to normal with... Yes, exactly what I was going routines. to say. Yep. Wow. Perfect. We can so, all, yeah. only hope that we're on our way to uh, better days ahead and... Uh, you know, possibly, dare I say, an end of what's been going on. So <laughs> good to hear that Science Fair has found a, a creative way to, to live on and, and make its return to AP Willits. Absolutely. Um, and I know with this being episode two, we're, I wasn't sure if we would have any listener mail yet, but uh, Lorraine, I think you said we do have our first. We do. We do. Out. We are so excited when I opened up our um, email. Do you want to, while I get it ready, do you want to plug our email address right now while I pull it up? Sure. I was it's, uh, you can email us anytime at 
scioconversations at sciocetschools.org. Um, and you can email us questions, comments, feedback, uh, suggestions for guests, suggestions for topics of episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback or just general questions that we can read on the air and try and respond to. So who did yeah. we hear from, Lorraine? Oh, my goodness. So I know you'll know this name. Um, and I was lucky to meet this individual a few years ago but dana kaplan sent us an email oh dana kaplan our yeah. first email yeah. I'm, I'm sure so. she couldn't wait to email us so that, that I know. <laughs> she probably emailed us before the first episode aired <laughs> she may have i should go back and check the uh, timestamp. but uh yeah this is this was a cute email it was very fun and uh, i'll read it to you now so it says dear lorraine kyle and james i'm so excited that syosset finally has a podcast like this congratulations for those who want to get to know you better maybe you can tell your fans something about yourselves that many people might not know for example what would you be if you weren't an educator p.s love you james love you lorraine and as soon as i meet you kyle i know i'm just gonna love you too from oh, that's definitely Dana. from Dana. Dana Kaplan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we love you Dana. too, Dana. Yes, we do. All right. So, what would so we be doing if we weren't uh, in the world of education? That's a pretty mm. challenging question. It is uh, challenging. Um, I know for me, I was always, I always loved, this is so. I don't know what it is, but I, I used to love to be involved in, in not medicine by, in, by way of being a doctor, but in the field, like a medical assistant, something mm. working with people in still a helping kind of a way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's always, always thought it was a cool thing on my radar, but sure. I'm, I'm happy to say that I made this choice and I'm loving it. So Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're happy you did as well. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks. It is difficult to imagine kind of that, you know, alternate life if you had gone down another path. But before yeah. I was uh, so passionate about education, I, I did a lot of work uh, in high school and into college. I worked for attorneys and I did a lot of, uh, mm. you know, clerical work for them and, and kind of running around. I have some friends that went into the legal field. Uh, my brother, I think you guys know, is in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So yes. I, I always thought about like the law and order side of things. And I, I do like solving problems and as you guys know, I like winning arguments. Yeah. Um, so I, I did have a, a, a dream at one point of following the world of uh, possibly being a, a, an attorney. But, uh, you know, that's awesome. Glad. And even even to the point when I was selecting a major in college, the attorneys I worked for said you should definitely major in math. It keeps the doors open if you want to do the education thing. But right. um, law schools like that. So I remember making that choice keeping my options open and wow. uh, certainly certainly was happy when i got to go into the world of education which has been so rewarding absolutely um, and one of the things i learned by kind of watching their lifestyles was uh how the world of uh being an attorney is not always so rewarding or so right. freeing or gratifying <laughs> so glad glad i i kind of chose the path i chose how about you kyle i have always wanted to be one of the seat fillers at those Oscar events. <laughs> like Kramer. Are you trying to yes, exactly. <laughs> he had it right. He had it right. He had the right idea. That's totally oh, what I would do. That's oh, great. That, would, that, that sounds is like a, a perfect career move. <laughs> Excellent. I've never quite heard anyone. I've never knew anyone besides Kramer to do that. Well, I, I, I think it. I'm going to turn Dana's uh, question around on our audience to let us know what you would be doing if you weren't a teacher or educator. Um, so love, love that, that question from our, yeah. our one and only fan, Dana. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can email us at 
Sio Conversations at SiositSchools.org and let us know what you'd be doing besides uh, the career that you've chosen in education. Um, so thank you for the great uh, viewer or listener mail, I should say, yeah. our first mm -hmm. of many, I hope. And um, we are going to take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to welcome our K-12 coordinator for mathematics, Dr. John Genova. So stick around. Our first break is brought to you by Dr. Rogers Bright Spot. Village fifth grade members of Dr. Rogers student cabinet proudly showed him around their school. They stopped to have him pose in front of a sign with an important message. He was the eye in kind. Later, as they participated in kindergarten art class, his guides began spontaneously assisting the younger students with their cleanup. Dr. Rogers thanks Mateo and Mira for the tour and for setting such a good example of kindness. I'm John Genova, and I'm about to stop into Freezer Box Studios for Syosset Conversations. All right. Welcome back to the Syosset Conversations podcast. And as promised, we are very excited to welcome the K-12 Coordinator for Mathematics here in Syosset, our own Dr. John Genova. Welcome, John. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today with you. So we have a number of questions for you, but I know Lorraine had to had a few questions she wanted to ask based on some of the feedback you gave us uh, on your your guest feedback form. Uh, but yeah. we're looking forward to this conversation, and I'm glad you, we were able to get together today. Absolutely, yeah, it's my, my I, honor. Looking forward to it. Good. Uh, I just I think you have such a great backstory, John, about you know how you landed here in Syosset. Your 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 you know, where you came from to where you are now. So we'd love to hear about your journey from wanting to be an engineer and then how, you know, how you wound up here in Syosset and your current role. Sure. So, yeah, I would say that uh, I would probably describe my path to Syosset. It was an indirect one at best. Um, I've always been fascinated by how things work, um, starting from, you know, when I was a young boy and, and loving cars. And I still am that, I still have that inside of me. Um, and I, I, I really, I excelled. I love ma my math courses. Um, I also love my science courses. Uh, I didn't, didn't care as much for the humanities, but at that time it made me want to pursue, uh, you know, engineering. Cause if I could be that guy who was designing, uh, the, the newest Corvette or the new Mustang or, or a Porsche or any, or something like that, um, I could kind of have my cake and eat it too. I could be using my mind, uh, to, to design things and do math and science. And, and I could also be uh, behind the wheel of a really cool car. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like a good good way to have that cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it to me, it was it was in my mind the, the best of both. Um, and so I, I started out my uh, post secondary study trying to study engineering, and uh, you know I had some had some decent amount of success at, at it um, and, until about you know early twenties. I was interning. Um, with a company that was making bulletproof vests, actually material wow. that goes in ballistic proof mm. vests. Interesting. Um, while, while I was a student at Virginia tech and I, I had what I would call an awakening in that experience where I, I just, I, I didn't feel connected to the work. Um, I finished the experience. I, I returned to school and, and I just had a hard time personally, like reengaging in the coursework that, that accompanied engineering. 
And, um, you know, that kind of led me to kind of tangle a little bit with, did I, did I really want this for myself as a future? And, you know, throughout this time, I had always been a really connected math student. Um, I'd mm-hmm. been teaching students math from the time I was in high school and, and, and through college. And I, there was just a human element that I felt like was missing um, in, the, in the engineering work and the engineering learning that I was doing. Um, so I, I, I kind of made a, pre, a rather quick pivot, for, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word, to, uh, to, to deciding that, you know, I, I wanted to devote myself to what had been a hobby, teaching math, um, that, that I wanted that to be my calling. Mm-hmm. And so wow. um, I, I, I transferred myself to, uh, to another college and I started majoring in math education and, uh, and the rest is history, so they say. Well, I can Amazing. certainly see that you have uh, resolved that issue you had where you said you didn't really feel that connected to the work or that inspired by the work because we see that in working with you in Syosset, you, you are where you belong because you mm-hmm. are clearly are connected to the work. And, um, you know, it's interesting. We have a lot of these Syosset conversations and people have similar stories where they thought they were going to go on one path and then they get called to teaching and learning. And it's it's interesting to see for so many people that that they've had that experience and then how truly happy they are that they took that chance. Cause you took a big chance to, to switch gears so quickly. Um, and, and I'm so glad that worked out for you and obviously has worked out for us here in Syosset as well. So Absolutely. John and I talk a lot about math cause that's something we're both very passionate about, but we also talk more generally about teaching and learning. So uh, of course we're not going to let him get out of here without talking <laughs> with me about uh, assessment, which is a topic we will o- often kick about. So I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about assessment and how do we really know that students know something? I think we have a lot of things in place that we say measure uh, learning, but uh, I know you and I have had some conversations about, what assessment could be or should be. So what are your thoughts about assessment and how we know if students actually know things? Did well, you say youth? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating dichotomy because I think we, we've, we've got this, we've, we've come up with ways of measuring what kids know mm-hmm. and, and quantifying that. And there's a piece of my math soul that's really satisfied by a right. quantification of knowledge. And, and I think the longer that I'm doing this, um, and the more that I'm experienced to like what learning really looks like in classrooms and what it looks like in the day to day, I think I'm, I'm starting to see that that there's a lot of ways that learning can look, and there's a lot of ways it can evidence itself that mm-hmm. we don't have a very good way of measuring yet. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's that's the piece of of learning that I think is is really exciting, is mm-hmm. you know the different forms that we can show. That, that kids, that adults even, can show that we've learned something um, that's just going to escape conventional metrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see it in a classroom is just a magical thing. It, it is a magical thing to see kids. In, and that's what's drawn me to education and kept me engaged in it um, for, for so long, um, is that it can look like, a, you know, it can look like momentary silence. Mm-hmm. It can look like a conversation. It could look like an argument. It could look like an, like a piece of it could look like a work product, like in many, many different forms. So there's just this wonderful diversity to how learning can can display itself that we don't have a good way of quantifying yet. Mm-hmm. That that's a great point. And it, it brings to mind, you know, because I, I share your you know, passion to try and quantify things and, and make things measurable. Um, and one of the things that 
helps me a little bit in that area is, is to try and measure at a delay because that, that would make me feel a little bit better as opposed to teaching something and measuring uh, student learning immediately. Let's, let's measure it at a delay and see what they can do a few weeks later, a few months later to see if uh, learning has really occurred. Uh, but you make a great point about how things might not appear in a way that we can even measure it. There, there's certainly been studies where um, you know, students will not display performance. They will not display increases, uh, increased or improved performance during the study. Um, and this, this has been done not only with, with students, but even uh, in labs with animals where they, they would not show an increase in performance, but there are ways to measure that learning has taken place. And then that, that learning is measured later. And that, that's something that has really kind of put me in a similar spot where I grapple with, okay, so then how do we know if all we have right now is immediate performance, how do we kind of figure out how much learning is going on and, and how do we figure out where to go next? But those are some of the questions I'm, I'm struggling with as well. Yeah, it's really pretty fascinating that, you know, trying to find a balance of you can't, you know, it can't be all safe for later because we right. want, you know, adults, kids alike, we need certain feedback to know that it's going well enough. Right. So that the eventual long term goal is within reach that we're on track. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I think, the uh, the, the, the balance as, as educators that, that we've got to find, um, you know, we're continually optimizing that, that balance between short term feedback. Yes, you're on the right track, maybe with some of those smaller measurable goals to mm -hmm. a longer, bigger, uh, you know, destination that we want for kids. Sure. Well, all this talk about what learning looks like and, you know, how we can find evidence of it. Can you share with us some uh, times in your teaching that you, one of your best lessons where it was like you, you could, you know, witness that aha moment that the kids had or, or, on, or on the contrary, maybe the, the worst, you know, something that kind of like, you know, well, let's focus on the good. What, what's your best lesson ever? <laughs> sure. There was a, there, there was a period of time where I was, I was, trying to develop um, my kids' abilities to, to problem-solve together um, collaboratively. And I got really deep into, the, into this research that kids, kids would do more thinking and they would stay on task longer um, if they were working on non-permanent surfaces, right, that were vertically mounted on the walls. So, yeah, there was a period of time where I, I, I went to Home Depot and I got this white panel board and I cut it up into, like, poster board-sized sheets. And it was basically, like, you know, large whiteboard sizes for kids. And my favorite thing to do with, with those and my, and, and my favorite lesson I'm describing was I, I'd get kids to do geometry proofs. I mean, mm -hmm. I did this with my statistics students too, but geometry proofs was a particularly difficult, you know, not a super approachable subject for kids. Right. And um, I would have them set. I had whiteboards all around my classroom, around the perimeter and the side of my classroom that was glass windows. I, I allowed, I had encouraged the kids to go up there, take the markers and just start, you know, working your math oh. out on that screen. And it, it had this effect of just, you know, the non-permanence. I, mm -hmm. I, I saw mm -hmm. that. I saw that as it was just had this invitation to it. Like, you know, your, your goal is not to be right. You're not, you have no chance of saving this work. You know, it's going to get erased. So sure. just give it your best go. Um, That's good stuff. And, 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 and it had this accessibility too, because part, partners were working together. But then if they needed help, they didn't need to raise their hand and stay idle for a minute. They could just look next door and they could right. look to their neighbor. They could even look across the classroom and they could see what other students work look like. So mm -hmm. there were times there was a few moments in, in, in my career where I was able to, to, to have that lesson strategy. I remember it being really great with proof. 
mm-hmm. um, where um, I, like I just I would just be standing in the middle and taking pictures. Um, and, and I'd be looking around and, and my kids would just be like this autonomously working, mm. uh, you know, b- like a bunch of, bunch of molecules buzzing in a classroom. <laughs> and it That's was just, amazing. it was like the, the Holy grail moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love what I'm hearing and it, and it brings Same. to mind a, a little bit of uh, John Nash working on the, the dorm room window, right. Working out the game theory, uh, in a beautiful mind. And so, I think my yeah. kids felt like that. I think, yeah, I think when they're working on the window. They, awesome. you know, they, it's, it's, it's approximating genius. It's like, how do you become yeah. genius? It's like you, you, you behave the way a genius would, or you mm-hmm. act like the, that person would. And so it was, I think, I think the kids perceive that too. That's, I, I mean, that's I, amazing. And I certainly think even, I bet we can all speak to in, in our adult grown up years, being in some sort of workshop, some sort of class where opportunities like that have been provided. And maybe for a minute you feel confused and you look over mm-hmm. and you, ha- you, you know, you have that aha moment and it really mm-hmm. is you know, helps you push through and, you know, everyone feels good about themselves. So that sounds just amazing. Sounds like good things, great things were happening when you were teaching. So it's awesome. Yeah. So we're having a great conversation here with Dr. John Genova, our K-12 math coordinator. Uh, we're going to ask him to stick around. We're going to ask all of you to stick around because we have a few more questions for John when we come back. Uh, and we're going to hopefully get him to stick around long enough to play the Syosset Conversations trivia game. So we will be right back. Since you ask, <laughs> you're going to fit right in. Everybody in is innocent. And you know that? Hey, do you love eating but hate to cook? Sure you do. The shopping, the prep time, the effort, standing over a stove waiting for water to boil, then the cleanup, and for what? For a meal that tastes eh. Well, our friends over at Aunt Lucille's have solved all that. Aunt Lucille's Kitchen makes quality meals, packs them up, and ships them right to your door. All you have to do is throw them in your microwave or oven and heat them up. Quality, delicious meals like pasta primavera, meatballs and spaghetti, lasagna, empanadas, beans and rice, chicken cutlets, mashed potatoes, shepherd's pie, chicken pot pie, and their award-winning chilies and stews. Every meal is better than the last. And if you sign up for a subscription, you'll actually save money compared to shopping at those box stores or having something shipped to your house that you still need to cook. The best part is you can save 20% today at checkout by using the promo code CONVO. That's right. That's short for conversations. Enter C-O-N-V-O at checkout and you'll save 20% on all these delicious meals at Aunt Lucille's Kitchen. Yum. All right. We are back here on the Syosset Conversations podcast. And as always, you can reach out to us at Sio Conversations at SyossetSchools.org. And we've been having a great conversation with John Genova. We've been talking to him a little bit about assessment, learning, um, Shawshank Redemption, big fan of that movie. Uh, my cousin Vinny, of course, Cars. Um, but uh, I'm going to ask John to, to look into the future a little bit. And I know Lorraine wants to ask him about how he continues to be a lifelong learner. But uh, John, if you could help us look ahead maybe a year, maybe five years. I know it's a very uh, challenging time as we hopefully are making our way out of you know pandemic education. But where would you like to see the Syosset math department. Um, and again, the, when I say math department, K to 12 vision for Syosset, where would you like to see us heading in the next year or in the next five years as a department? Sure. It's, it's, 
you know, that's a, it's a big question, and um, it, it's fun to think big because mm-hmm. when I started at Syosset, um, yeah, I felt like I was joining the New York Yankees in that you're you're joining mm-hmm. this team that's got this tradition and history of winning, and you, and you start with, with all a lot of talent here and, and a tremendous amount of equity, um, and in terms of the role that I hold and the privilege that I get to, to serve in this role. Um, I, I think there's definitely opportunities for, for even more collaboration um, as, as a district. You know, I, I see it K5, I'm getting increasing opportunities to, um, you know, work on things that, you know, align math instruction across the district. And we have these innovative, we have these innovative pockets um, of, of projects that are popping up and they're super exciting. And I think, you know, I see my role and one of my goals for, for the district is to help be, uh, you know, be the fertilizer for those initiatives, you know, be, to, to help us get some evenness um, and, and help kind of norm those best practices. You know, if we're doing project-based learning or if we're doing, um, you know, innovative math lessons, right? We're doing constructive-based math lessons. Um, that's, that's how I see my role. Um, big picture, I, I think one of the things I'm proud to say that I see us, what I see us doing is we're moving you know, we're growing, we're co- we're doing a good, good job of growing a, a dual, having a dual growth in statistics and in mm-hmm. our calculus programs where we have students that are not, they're not only studying the pure maths, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're growing in, 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 if they're humanity students, if they're research students, they're seeing the value in our applied math and our computer science programs. So those are, you know, things that I'm happy to report on and, and goals that I've had for us as a team. Um, because I think you have to do, you know, our charge is, is to do all of those things well. You have mm-hmm. to be a little greedy. Uh, just sure. Because, you know, leaving what I what I want to be the best 13 years of math anywhere. And, <laughs> Sounds and doing great. Everything well. Yeah, and and it's important, as you said, to to think big and look forward, but also to reflect on things that have been successful, as as you shared. You know, growing those programs, you want to build on those strengths and and keep that going forward. So it definitely is an exciting time to to be in Syosset, whether you're a student, teacher, administrator. Um, you know, the future is very bright here, so uh, it's exciting to hear some of the work and the, and the vision that you have, and we share for for where the department's heading. Absolutely. And, you know, we encourage our students to always, you know, build practices that make them lifelong learners. So I'm just curious, what do you do to keep yourself sharp and keep keep that mind, you know, busy and growing? What, what, what kinds of things do you do? <laughs> well, I, I, I like to stay fit. Uh, I have family. Nice. I, my family keeps me active at home. Perfect. And, uh, you know, in terms of hobbies, you know, I, I remain fascinated by the trades. I think it was the thing that got me interested in cars as a young, as a young man, you know, growing up and, and learning to change oil with my dad. And, you know, that became, you know, that became using math to project electricity costs when we, when my fam- my parents wow. bought a solar system and mm-hmm. I learned how to use regression to forecast what power, uh, what the, what the kilowatt hour rate would be years into the future. So we could calculate payback. And, wow. uh, this is my remember. favorite episode of the show ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Extremely twists maximum allowable talkage. <laughs> and and I wanted to be able to, and I still want to be able to do all of those things. I want to be able to be the person who understands the why things work and how to calculate yeah. the, the, the forecast. Um, but I also like to spin a wrench and, and try to make a mess of myself um, in the garage a little bit. So, 
you know, if you could tell I've got a mark, on, got a mark on my nose, you might not see it, but I, no. but I made, did a very foolish thing in my garage where I, I jumped into a convertible that was rolling, uh, oh. rolling oh, out no. of my driveway. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> I learned I learned that in the movies you can do those things and yeah. you can just uh, and, and the character never gets harmed but you know right. in real life sometimes you have to exercise better judgment so oh there's goodness. a reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and not uh, <laughs> not wearing a mechanic's clothes so we have to add to the resume stunt double as also part of uh, what Dr. Genova brings to the table, jumping into moving cars. Uh, and do you want to see with, yeah. with a, a mere gash on the nose? That's pretty oh impressive. My gosh. And, and are we just going to leave out the part of how it got to be moving with no one in it? Or <laughs> Well, you know, l- lesson learned was it's, it's a 1963 MGB, which is a small British convertible. Um, it's, it's, it's a light convertible. It's about 2000 pounds plus or minus a little bit. And so, uh, you know, that led your math coordinator to believe that it was wise to pull it out (laughs) while, uh, you know, physically pull it out with his arms and legs and thinking that, (laughs) thinking that I could use my muscles to stop it from rolling down my driveway. Yeah, just, that's it. Uh, I, I mean, I told you I exercise, so it seemed yes, feasible at the moment that, that I could use, you know, a little bit of friction. It wouldn't all be coming sure. down. These are <laughs> the quick calculations sense. I do. So estimation, wow. right? There's a math in here, right? The estimation needed here was a little off and the ramifications yeah. for me were not so good. So well, we are I, very was, happy, happy that you just got away with a bump on the nose. And you're when not, it got you know. going out of control, I jumped in <laughs> and uh, my face met the upper windscreen. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, we're always excited to have guests on our podcast. And sometimes when we reach out to guests and tell them, we'd like to have them be part of the show, they'll express a little bit of nerves, discomfort, say, I'm not sure if I'm ready for all the the pressure of the public speaking, but obviously uh, John can handle the pressure. If he can handle the pressure of a 2000 pound car rolling at him, this is nothing. And we know he's up for the next challenge, which is going to be our Syosset Conversations trivia game. John, you up for sticking around to play our trivia game? I am definitely up for it, and I've been looking forward to it. Awesome. The first question is, what is the stop force required if a 2000... <laughs> now, we're we're going to come back from break, and we're going to load up a few questions for John, and he's going to have a chance to win some cash from Central Administration. Stick Woo! around. To the idiot mobile. Hey, this is James from the Sassy Conversations podcast, and if you listen to the show you very often will hear us talking about project-based learning or PBL. But if you're a SIASA teacher wondering, hey, how do I get started with PBL or where do I find great resources? I'm here to provide the answer. If you go into ClassLink and open the curriculum folder, you'll find a link that says PBL. Click on there and you'll be directed or actually redirected to our website. This was created in 2020 and has great resources for grades two through five. The resources have been updated since, and it has great projects that you can try or great ideas to help you develop your own project. Please check it out and let us know your ideas by emailing us at scioconversations at sciocetschools.com. Good luck. All right. Welcome back to the Syosset Conversations podcast. We've been having a great conversation with our K-12 math coordinator, Dr. John Genova. And we've convinced John to stick around for the third portion of the show, where guests have that special opportunity to answer trivia questions and walk away with cash prizes. So, John, thank you for sticking around. It's been a great talking with you. 
about a range of topics. But now we're going to see how strong your retrieval strength or long-term memory is as we challenge you with uh, <laughs> trivia. We've customized it for you, so don't worry. We're going to be fair, but we've got some trivia questions. You up for playing? Bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. So we're certainly going to be rooting for you, uh, but we actually have a special guest who wanted to uh, show their support and root you on as well. So if uh, Engineer Kyle, can we bring on John's mystery guest? Ooh. <laughs> uh, phone's ringing. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's hey. going on? Is this MC Nally, a.k.a. Kevin this McNally? This is the one and only. Is this the James Connolly? Yes, it is. Welcome to the Sciastic <laughs> Conversations podcast. And I'm here with the one and only Dr. John Genova. I'm also here with uh, Lorraine Avasis, the co-host for the show. And Kyle, don't worry about him. But, uh, we are really excited because <laughs> John's about to engage in a trivia game. We wanted to uh, get you on air so you could wish him luck. Oh, baby, let's go. Good luck, Dr. Genova. Show them how it's done. Make Sayasid proud. I'm sure you have all the right answers and then some. Wow. <laughs> wow, awesome. that was some, that was a lot of share, share some of your winnings. MC Nally here. Thanks so much, Kevin. We'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely cut you in on some of these winnings. I'm feeling blessed right now. <laughs> you I'm bet, you bet. We'll negotiate. We can negotiate tomorrow. But in the meantime, like go get him. He's, uh, he knows you. that whole PERT formula, too. He's going to be compounding that interest, so watch out. Um, so, uh, MC now, if you can hang on a second, a fun part of the show is actually, before we start asking John questions, we're going to spin a wheel here. Um, we're going to find okay. out whose money he's actually going to be playing for. Um, oh, because fantastic. on the wheel, we have the names of all the central office administrators. So, we're going to ask John <laughs> to give it a big spin. Um, we're going to let oh, you know who fun. he's going to be playing let's say playing against, but whose money he's going to be playing for. So go ahead, John, give it a big spin. Here we go. Nice. Cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have Dr. LaMelza. Yes. Oh, so, wow. Dr. Genova <laughs> is going to be playing for a chance to win Dr. Lamelza's money. This is very, very exciting. Uh, big pockets. Big, yeah. <laughs> big pockets. <laughs> so here's how the game works, John. Now you know whose money you're going to be playing for. You've got the full support of Mr. McNally. Um, and similar to some games you may have played before. Um, we're going to start with a $5 question. If you're successful with the $5 question, you can walk away with $5 of Dr. Lamelz's money, or you can cash that in, go for the $10, get the $10 right. You can cash it in, go for 20. And then that's as much as we can get out of them as a $20 payout. So um, after each round, you'll have a chance to reassess whether or not you want to go forward. Are you ready for, ready for the $5 question? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Which of the following best defines the word positraction? A, a grinding sound heard when brake pads are wearing thin. B, when one tire is sliding or stuck, a transfer of power occurs to that wheel, helping both tires have equal control. C, unauthorized switching of gears when your car feels sluggish. Or D, a device used in hospitals to immobilize an injured patient. Which of those <laughs> defines positive traction? Well, I'm impressed. This is definitely uh, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. 
And it does remind me of my cousin Vinny. And I'm going to go with the uh, letter B. Positive traction. Nice. Finding traction when one wheel slips. That is important information for you to know, especially when you get stuck in the mud. Yeah. Excellent. You can't response. make those marks without positive traction. <laughs> Excellent job, Dr. Genova. <laughs> Beautiful. I know you're feeling confident. You got McNally behind you. What are your thoughts about going for the $10 question? I just, Go for I it. Go like, for it. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't haven't hit my ceiling yet. I think we got to press. Nice. All okay. right. All right. I Let's like go. that confidence. Here we go. Your second question, we're, we're going to step away from my cousin Vinny, but to another uh, movie that you told us you were a big fan of, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, so we're going to test your knowledge of this that film now. Uh, question two for $10. Which of the following characters in the film, The Shawshank Redemption, passes the parole board and is released? Is it A, Andy, B, Brooks, or C, Haywood? I'll repeat the question. Can you answer the question? No, it is a trick question. <laughs> I will repeat that non-trick question. Which of the following characters... Passes the parole board and is released. Is it A. Andy, B. Brooks, or C. Haywood? What do you think, Doctor Genova? Well, this is uh, one of the sad parts of that movie, but I do recall distinctly that it was uh, that it was Brooks. Brooks was the guy who passed parole and got Ooh, released. Nice. That is correct. Yeah. Very well <laughs> done. All right. Hopefully, our fans at home are doing just as well as Dr. Genova because he is two for two on the trivia game. And I know that makes everyone here on the podcast excited, including Mr. McNally, and makes Dr. Lamelza very upset because he's out $10. <laughs> <laughs> so it's decision time, gentlemen. We got one more decision to make. Do you want to go for the $20? It's going to be a more challenging question. Uh, and that means you cash in your 10 Yeah. You know what? This is, I'm not going to think long about this one. This is uh, definitely a go for it scenario. Okay. Nice. Oh, I love the confidence. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So I promise you this one's a little bit more challenging. And here on the Sciasic Conversations podcast, when we get to question three, it's a role play. Again, from that same film that you seem very familiar with, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, but we're going to have Kyle and Lorraine perform a scene from the movie. They're going to leave out a key piece of information. And we're going to ask you to insert that piece of information they're going to leave out part of the last line and see if you can insert the missing piece of that last line if you do so we're going to give you twenty dollars of dr lamelza's money are you ready to hear their scene i'm ready all right let's take it away Siasic conversation thespians let's hear it by the time norton retires i'll have made him a millionaire if they ever catch on he's going to wind up here wearing a number himself now red I thought you had a little more faith in me than that. I know you're good, Andy, but all that paper leaves a trail. Now, anybody gets curious. The FBI, the IRS, whatever. It's going to lead to somebody. Sure it is, but not to me. And certainly not to the warden. All right. Who? This person, the silent, silent partner. He's the guilty one, Your Honor. The man with the bank accounts. So we're watching Dr. Genova struggle to think of who <laughs> silent, oh silent partner gosh. from Shawshank Redemption. I remember when he says he's an apparition, I conjured him up. Yes. The name, though. What is that guy's name? Is it Randall Stevens? Yes. 
Woo! Yes. How did you do that? Amazing. Nice pull. Nice pull. Oh, baby. Wow. 20 bucks. So Lamel's is cash. That's yes. correct. And he put it in context. You remembered everything from the scene, right? I did. I conjured yes. him up. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. <laughs> you're busy living. You get busy dying. We're nice. so glad you picked that film because we had a lot of fun going through uh, lines from that movie and picking some uh, trivia for you. You know your stuff when it comes to Shawshank, and it is a, a great movie. Um, mm. I guess we should have given everybody a little bit of a spoiler alert before we uh, shared all that information. But uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Let's give uh, our, our guest today a big round of applause for winning $20 of Dr. Lamelles' money. Nice job. We know Way he, to go. Way to make the fast of Manthorman proud. That's it. That's <laughs> we know he could not have done it without the support of his mystery guest, uh, our own MC Nally. It's great to connect with you, Kevin. And, and uh, we hope that... <laughs> Down the road, we can have you on as a special guest on, on our podcast. What do you say? Hey, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to, to get involved, and uh, I will look forward to the opportunity. Thank you. I, I absolutely love it. All right, we're going to take one more break, uh, and then we're going to wrap things up right here on the Siasic Conversations podcast. Remember, you can contact us anytime via email at sioconversations at siasicschools.org. No more questions. Thank you very, very much. You've been a lovely, lovely witness. I'm John Genova, and I just left Freezerbox Studios with Syasa Conversations. I climbed through miles and miles of muck and disgusting that you can't imagine, and I came out clean the other side. I'm Lorena Vazes, alongside James Connolly and Kyle Small for Sio Conversations at the Freezerbox Studio. We would like to thank our guest, Dr. John Genova, for joining us. What a great conversation with him today. Until next time, peace, love, and positivity. I'll leave you with this quote about kindness. Kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. And I'd like to add that in a world where you can be anything, be kind. Hey.